Welcome back. Episode two of Natural Language Understanding, NLU. Here we have Nigel with me once again. So last time we talked all around just really the, the underlying concept of natural language understanding. Um, so go back and have a listen to that one if this is the first one that you're listening to, uh, or even watching if you'd like to see our pretty faces. Uh, Nigel, for example, went out and bought one of these pretty little ring lights, which is, you know, makes his eyes really pop, I think. Speaking of popping, I've actually bought a little protector guard thing for my microphone, so you shouldn't have heard so much of a on that pop. But anyway, let's dive back into something even more interesting for you. Yesterday was the AI for Finance Summit, and I presented with one of our dear customers, SpurCloud. Um, Nigel, first, give me your impression of, of how that talk went. Well, I was really interested, Jack, because you hit upon some really important points there. Um, you know, things like uh, location of data and data sovereignty was one. And also some of the, the problems that are encountered by people working in non-English jurisdictions who are faced with the, you know, kind of natural language understanding speech processing challenges, which many American companies kind of fail to think about. So um, I found it a really interesting talk, actually. Yeah, and, and some of the things that uh, that were really sort of uncovered within that talk is that, you know, Spur Cloud is uh, a spin-off from Spur Bank, and Spur Bank being the largest institution uh, from a finance perspective in Russia, 300,000 employees, which is incredible. There's more bankers than there is people, I think, in some of the towns, perhaps. Um, but, you know, there's 50 dialects of Russian, which... Uh, first of all and has just completely astounded me um and you know when you think about even all of the natural understanding uh, that, that's been done from a research perspective you're right has been done in english so they almost need to start right from the beginning when it comes to transcribing understanding getting some of those mod models trained right if you were to um, say all of the data in the english language that was done from asr had been lost how would you start again? How would um, a new country, a new language start again? Yeah, well, you know, the, something else that you mentioned yesterday and then mangled horribly was the fact that data is the new oil. Um, and, and, you know, that's been, that's been said before, that you know, the modern economy is reliant on data. And in, in the context of machine learning, what that really means is labelled data. So you can't, you can't build a really effective machine learning model without having a lot of labeled data. And that can be something really simple, like a picture, you know, a picture of a dog and you label it dog, picture of a cat, you label it cat. In speech processing, it's the same thing, but it's about transcribing audio. Now, in order to have a really efficient speech recognition algorithm, you need, you know, upwards of one to 3,000 hours of transcribed audio to get going. Now, it can take an ordinary human being up to eight hours to transcribe one hour effectively. So, you know, you begin to think of the human scale, and then what you have to do is actually try and find a, a wide variety of audio to transcribe. There's no point in just transcribing, you know, 8,000 hours of Jack Watts talking, which is probably only about half the amount of view there is on the internet at the moment. You know, what, what you really want is to get lots of little snippets of different people. You said, you know, all of those dialects in, um, 
in Russian. You know, we've had the same thing trying to build Swiss German. I mean, Swiss German is, is a series of very individual dialects which are reduced to um, a common character set. So yeah, what I first do is find a whole bunch of people, get them to do a lot of talking um, about a lot of different things and then transcribe it uh, and then take out a third mortgage in order to pay for it. So that, that, that's where um, these kind of annotation companies come about, right? In, in Eastern Europe, perhaps. Um, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of Czech, a lot of Prague um, companies that have been specifically built to annotate data. Um, so, and then that must cost an absolute fortune. If you're looking at that eight to one ratio, so, uh, and you're saying one hour is only good for one particular dialect of one particular person speaking and getting that kind of fingerprint together. Um, th that's a huge scale problem. And when it, when it comes to data problems, um, and I imagine that some of your customers must, again, from a privacy perspective, they only want that in their, in their, in their data center. They don't want it up in the cloud. No, that's right. And, and one, of the, one of the biggest challenges that most, um, most companies find here is that they say, you know, we'll build this fantastic speech recognition and natural language understanding platform. And um, we want you to send this incredibly sensitive data to, um, to America or China or somewhere. And actually a bank's gonna put their hand up and say, it can't leave this building, you know, mm -hmm. let alone go to a cloud somewhere. So a lot of the work that we've done over the years is actually building uh, systems which are as accurate as the cloud, if not more accurate, but can run on a really small footprint locally. And, and that's really why we came to GPU cards originally, because we needed a lot of raw power that could actually work on a small scale, on a small hardware footprint in a bank. Of course, then what we found is that banks weren't actually used to implementing GPU cards. So the GPU card didn't actually sit on the standard build that the bank put together. So we had to wait for our old friends at NVIDIA to, um, to actually convince everyone to do Monte Carlo simulations and then get all the GPU cards in there. And then we could sneak in and do our super fast GPU processing. But yeah, data privacy in the current machine learning world is actually one of the biggest problems in terms of adoption adaptation, I think. Uh, and data sovereignty is probably the biggest of all, uh, and particularly post-Brexit, crikey. Um, you know, mm -hmm. there's gonna be real problems from a European perspective in terms of making sure you've got the right data in the right place at the right speed um, with the right people. Wow, that's... That's again, that's another whole podcast in itself, right? But I think what we've been able to unpick there is really around the data sovereignty piece, having that data close to where it needs to be computed is very important. Uh, data mobility isn't quite so necessary, but that might be necessary when it comes to actually sending the trained models to a local bank, to a call center. That's when you're not actually sending the, the, the information, just those, those models themselves. Um, I'd like to unpick some transfer learning type stuff with you on our next episode, um, because I think that's going to be quite interesting, transferring one dialect to another to train a new model and what have you. Um, but I think, you know, one of, one of the major takeaways from yesterday is that AI in finance is still really, relatively nascent. Um, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of research being done, but the challenges that data scientists are having are around that efficiency. Um, they're, they're using all these fantastic GPU cards, but 
that again comes at a cost and comes at a cost of scale. Um, I think that's something we'll, we'll unpick as well in, our, in one of our future episodes. But Nigel, thanks again for joining me today for this next episode. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys again. Um, and Nigel, any final thoughts from you? I'm just really looking forward to episode three of the podcast series. So uh, Jack, thanks again. Um, you know, one of these days, what we need to talk about is searchable encryption because we've talked about privacy. So uh, maybe we can stick that into one of our later podcasts. Definitely. And one word that springs to mind is homomorphic, which is <laughs> one that I learned from you a long time ago. And, Absolutely uh, right. And with that, we'll close out. Thanks again, guys. See you again in our next episode. Cheers. Thanks, Bye.